This is a new era brought to you by Hennessy. Hello and welcome. I'm Hannah O'Connell and you're listening to A New Era, a podcast brought to you by Hennessy. For decades, Hennessy has been synonymous with hip-hop culture, from its affiliation with heavyweight brand ambassadors like Nas, Erica Badu and recently ASAP Ferg, to being name-checked in countless tracks from Tupac to Drake. But now with the hip-hop scene in Ireland stronger than ever and growing, we think it's time to bring it home and see what's going on in the changing musical landscape of Ireland's new era. And today I am back in the studio with Greg Spring and Rosie gogan Kyo. Hi guys. Hello there. So do you want to give me a little bit of an intro, Greg? We're going to start with you. Tell me who you are and what do you do? Well, I'm creative director at Hen's Teeth. Hen's Teeth is an art and lifestyle store. Um, based out of Fade Street and uh, we're also a studio creative agency as well so um, on one side of the house we we release work with contemporary Irish and international artists and on the other side of the house we do work with brands like Hennessy I guess and try and sort of root them in culture um, do interesting things around music, art, food. We do everything from design to concept to running of events, yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Hen's Teeth. When did it start? Have you been involved since the beginning? Yeah, Hen's Teeth has been around since... uh, Originally, we started out as this Greedy Pig, which was a a kind of a blog, I suppose, um, and a clothing store back in 2011, depths of the recession. Um, And we had all of our clothing nicked back in... 2014, 2015. So we had to kind of, the only thing that they didn't steal were uh, the handful of prints that we had in the store. So Hen's Teeth was born. Um, so it's been around since 2015. It was really started out with me and Russell uh, Simmons, not the Russell Simmons of <laughs> Def Jam, sadly. Uh, this Russell Simmons is from Raffarnham, um, but he's very cool. Um, and um, we started out together, yeah, running parties, DJing, I guess doing stuff in and around culture, you know, to varying degrees of success, I suppose. But then two years ago, two and a half years ago, we set up an agency. I guess we were doing a lot of stuff, you know, within that there was, there was, there was events, there was, there was curation, there was design. And brands were starting to come. Yeah, and and, and our name would have come up quite a bit. So we decided based on nothing really to set up the agency, a bit of a Hail Mary pass. But um, quickly we started picking up work. You know, we've, we found that the sort of, the things that we've been doing, for the previous five or six years kind of stood for something I suppose there were relationships that were built up there so and Rosie yeah. how are you involved? I suppose I would have joined Greg and Russell uh, in the crew about two and a half years ago um, when we all re-decided that we were going to really really do this thing full time and throw ourselves into it um, and I had been working as as a journalist for a long time writing about music and art and culture so I suppose you know and I was mates with the lads as well so you know we all had, had similar interests so it kind of made sense and we thought like if we're going to you know make this studio and you know create this agency um why not why not sort of do it all together so yeah no it's been been going well and when did you start working out of the store on Fade Street um December 2017 and that kind of really put us on the map, I think, you know. Yeah. It gave us a physical space and a place to do events and, and, and that kind of thing. So you started to do kind of big international shows a couple of years ago. And, you know, you've brought over a string of different artists and had all this stuff going on in the store now. I feel like Fantasy 12 was probably one of the first bigger things that you guys did. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. That was the first show we did. First real big show, I think, to put us on the map back in November 2016. It was a show of reinterpreted 
album covers. So we would have had heads like Vlad Sepetov, who'd done all the Kendrick stuff, Steven Serrato, who would have done the Mad Villainy cover. Um, we would have had Lemmy, who would have done lots of stuff for Fela Kuti. So we got 15 artists to reinterpret another album of their choosing. So it was a successful show, put us on the map, and it got us a lot of uh, international coverage. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that really opened a lot of doors for us when we were... Yeah, yeah really start, we made a lot of mistakes with that show, but we were starting out and we were sort of punching well above our weight at that, at that stage. So It, was, it must it was be pretty cool to be kind of one person removed from like Kendrick Lamar and artists like that if you're talking to people who have worked with them and for them. Mm. Yeah, no, it's nice. I mean, it's like folks that, I, I guess, artists that, you know, they create this work that's really iconic and that everyone knows, but a lot of the time people don't know the name of the artist or the designer or the photographer. So um, it was nice to nice to shine a light on that as a as an art form. And are you a hip hop fan? Where did that idea come from? I would be, yeah. No, I I big hip hop head. Um, the idea came from I think it was from a chat that I, I interviewed for the Greedy Pig when it was a publication blog. Um, I interviewed um, Jeff Jank from Stonesaw Records, who's just incredible art director. He um, was talking about the original idea for the show was um, the cutting room floor. So he was talking about an Aloe Black record that he'd released and Aloe Black had just interfered to the point where the record sleeve was just in bits, you know. And I kind of thought this was interesting. And having spoken to Donald Thornton, who does lots of stuff for uh, All City, he said the same, you know, just that interference, that overstepping the mark when it comes to musicians who want to have a say in how the, how the album artwork looks. So that was the original idea for the show, and it kind of developed from there, um, you know, because actually they said, no, nah, it's not really a good idea, because like, we don't want to show you the work that didn't That they didn't the want to be seen. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a really smart idea, in trouble. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't really, you know. So. And sticking with hip-hop for a minute, what is your perception of hip-hop and rap culture in Ireland at the minute? Oh, um, I think it's in a very good place. I think the, the kind of audience, the younger audience aren't embarrassed about a Dublin accent or an Irish accent. They see it for what it is, good production, good songwriting. Um, I think good hip-hop's been around for a long time in Ireland, but I just don't think it's been recognised as such, you know? Um, but it feels like young younger artists now are just free to do do their thing. You know, Kojak, Inky's Kennelly, he kind of reminds me of a young Mike Skinner or something, you know? He's just, he's doing his thing and it's unapologetic and it's really sweet. Yeah, so the way it's been paved a little bit, like we're kind of in a place where people are just coming through and yeah, there isn't an embarrassment. I totally get mm, where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, What do you think is fueling this new wave of Irish urban music? I, mean, I think we're at this really interesting time in Irish creativity and, you know, and hip hop is, is, is a huge example of that. I mean, there's, there's so many factors. You have, you know, I think... Things like the rise of Instagram, which has opened up a whole new uh, new world to people and people can get exposure much more quickly, but then they're also exposed to, to different things. I think we're also coming out of a generation that, you know, our generation, maybe, you know, a little bit older, you know, who came through the recession... I'd say 90% of our friends would have emigrated because they felt like they couldn't do what they wanted to do here. I think the younger generation, there is this kind of renewed optimism that people feel like they can stay and do what they want. Um, and I think that has all gone into gone into fuel this like incredible rise of of uh, of hip hop and you know you have the likes of the soft boy crew who you know they you know they don't feel like they have to be um that they have to 
rap in a, in a certain accent, you know, they can, they can feel proud of, of their accents, you know, and I think that's, that's a huge thing, you know, and as Greg said earlier, like there has always been really good hip hop. You know, you go back to the likes of like Scary Era way back when, you know, yeah, there's always, always been, this, been the interest, you know, there's always been interesting pockets of it. And, you know, and I think, you know, as we've seen with the rise of spoken word, which probably goes very closely hand in hand with it, like, you know, we are a nation of poets as well. And I think like all of these things are sort of, it's just a really nice kind of, I suppose, yeah, everything's kind of landed together where you have an outward look, you know, a nation of poets and, you know, and a, and a new kind of generation who are more, more, I suppose, you know, internationally focused. Absolutely. Yeah. That said, this next question is probably a little bit more negative than where our conversation was going, but there is so much creativity coming out of Ireland at the minute and there is artists choosing to stay and people coming back. But then we also have the other side of it, which is nightclub closures and this weird influx of hotels being built in the city that I didn't understand we realised, but we apparently do. What do you guys think about that and how do you guys think that impacts artists? Yeah, I mean, there's the fear that Dublin city is developing too quickly for its for its own good and while you know while we're building all these hotels and uh, and student accommodation uh, and you know and all these things are popping up it's yeah it's at the mercy of the creative things in the city that that make it good and you know especially for you know if you're building all these hotels what are people going to see when they when they come and stay if you know if you're getting rid of all of, all of the kind of positive uh, cultural cultural spaces in the city um so yeah i mean i i don't know what what the solution is there but you know you would hope that you know the government does a little bit more to to protect spaces you know where you know where where it makes sense like you look at the bernard shaw and the the smoking area um that space has kind of been a really hugely important, you know, cultural space in the city. You know, there's not very many spaces like that. Um, and, to you know, the fear that it's now going to be closed down or infringed on because of development in the area, you know, it's, it's not great. You just hope, hope the government government would do, do a little bit more. Do you get the sense that there is a new era in Ireland at the moment when it comes to creativity like we're seeing these clubs like District 8 and Hangar shut down in Dublin and the likes of the Bernard Shaw and all these hotels popping up in its space and I feel like you know we're seeing creatives leave the country because it's very expensive to live here and almost impossible to rent especially in the capital but despite all that do you feel like creativity is still coming through and possibly in new forms? Yeah I mean I really do feel like there's this incredible energy in the city as well and um, you know, you can see it in music, you see it in art, you see it in food, the amount of restaurants that are opening up and a really, really interesting um, kind of new cuisine that that's that's developing. Uh, you know, and I think you see it in club culture as well, um, you know, despite the spate of, cl of club closures. You know, you have the likes of Grace, Club Comfort, uh, the parties that are going on in Jigsaw, you know, so it you know, those are some of the most innovative, forward-thinking club nights that I think the city has seen in a very, very long time. So, you know, even though, you know, there's hardly any space to throw these parties anymore, people are becoming a bit more creative and it is maybe a case of when needs must. You know, Club Comfort have found you home at the Commercial Rowing Club and, you know, their parties are incredible. So... I don't know. And talking as two people who have a space in the city centre that you guys use for lots of different functions around creativity, what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to the people that you work with to have somewhere 
you know, it's not huge, but it's in the middle of the city centre. You can do whatever you want with it. You can facilitate all sorts of different creativity. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's to have a place to express yourself um, is it's everything to us, you know? Um, and it does mean a lot to the people of the city. I mean, we, we are, we, people tell us that all the time, that they, a lot of the time people come in and ask us, uh, are you doing all right? <laughs> they're just spooked that we won't be there in a year's time, you know, because they're aware of how, you know, difficult it is to, to, to do that sort of thing. And, and okay, so tell me how the Sound Lounge came to be originally. When did the concept begin? What was the objection? Did Hennessy come to you? Did you come to them? So we originally started talking to Hennessy over 18 months ago and uh, we knew that, you know, Hennessy as a brand are firmly rooted in craft and we had a concept that we thought could really work for them, which was uh, around creating a listening room where you'd have this really unique audio experience and I suppose we just took it from there they were you know they were really into it and really wanted to explore it further uh, and let us I suppose build it you know for the Hennessy brand and you know and curate it you know really I suppose just with the with the core kind of thing that you know the collectors that we were choosing had to be you know have real stories and you know like that their collections were really you know things that they had crafted over the years because you know it sits really nicely with the brand but other than that you guys were given total creative freedom to choose who you wanted to back then and for body and soul this weekend totally i mean hennessy as as a brand there's i mean there's so much you know there's so much creativity in what they do anyway and you know I think they're a really trusting partner in in you know how they've allowed us to curate it and, and shape a weekend which I think you know sits really really well with the brand. And the sound system was something that was so important for you because I can see it in your face that you got so excited when you're talking about it. It's, it's just incredible and before I came in I was just kind of trying to remember last summer some of the some of the tracks that really like blew me away when I heard them on the sound system there was one that David Kitt played when you go down to Hammond it's these three sisters and so they have these whopper harmonies anyway and then you hear the harmonies on Toby's sound system and it's it's kind of otherworldly like it's just you hear things that you would you'd never hear and BP lashed out some Led Zeppelin um which was like it was like the sound was just like bouncing off each wall it was you know it's it's just extraordinary what, what Toby's managed to do with his sound system how did you decide to work with Toby Hatchett where like are you guys you know friends with he in your life so before we this? do a lot of work with Hang Dai Chinese so we'd be familiar with his system up there we you know we we knew we knew him we feel like we're friends now definitely um I just knew that he's a master of what, he, what he's doing I mean and it's great to see just how his star is rising and how in demand he is because you know there's it, by trade and yeah he was yeah. you know building kitchens and just really you know a kind of audio file you know obsessed with sound and just you know kind of reskilled I suppose to to create these things mm. so it's yeah and you're bringing this experience now to body and soul bring it to the festival setting so how yeah. does that work so how do you go from throwing something in the shop to making it work outdoors essentially when you're starting out with a festival yeah so the lovely thing is it's going to be down in the walled garden so it's sort of nestled in the walled garden so and you're protecting that sound quality exactly that i mean want. that's been a huge um yeah huge importance I mean that's the that's the, the big part. point really isn't it yeah exactly so you know you'll kind of be in the wall garden and the structure 
that that we've built or that's being built to, to put it in is it's kind of bearing all that in mind so there's like particular soundproofing and Toby has adapted his sound system just to make sure that the sound is going to be as as good as it was when you were in our kind of enclosed shop on Fade Street. You're really selling this to me. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about the hosts and the different speakers that you're going to have down there over the weekend. Yeah so um, because there's going to be eight talks over over the three days we knew that would be an awful lot for Sally to take on by herself so we've so we've got Sally who was host the first time round, but then we've also brought in Eddie Ocheri who's this incredible photographer uh and host now as well. Uh he's from he's from London but he I suppose he would be renowned for this kind of photographs that he took of seminal hip-hop heads back in the 90s like he's shot everybody from Biggie to Nas and Aaliyah like just yeah he just went around the states in the 90s shooting them all so it's pretty awesome and he's he's a pretty cool guy as well so he's he's going to be our second host for the weekend and yeah really excited to have him so both of those guys are down there can you tell me about some of the artists that are going to come on or yeah so we've got a really broad broad lineup that we're we're really happy with so on the friday night um kicking off the talks with fish go deep who'll be taking us through their their time at sir henry's and everything that they've done for house music in Ireland. Uh, the Saturday we're going to be uh, starting off the day with um, Avril Stanley f- uh, and Jenny Wren. So Avril's founder Body and Soul and Jenny is their, their chief booker. So they're going to be talking about 10 years of Body and Soul and you know. They're going to have the, uh, interesting musical stories to oh, bring I'd to the table. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we've got Mathman who will be fresh from curating the Midnight Circus stage. Uh, he'll be talking all about uh, Irish hip hop and all the good things that he's up to at the moment. And then we've got a fascinating woman. So Carrie Colleton, uh, she co-founded uh, Record Store Day, uh, which is... Wow, I did not know that. Is, is she Irish? No, she is from Raleigh, North Carolina. So wow. she's she's coming in and she's, yeah, she's super excited. I mean, I'm fascinated to meet her. Like the things that they've done for, I suppose, the the resurgence of vinyl and, you know, and, and record stores around the and world is incredible. And of all the people to talk to records about, I mean... Let's say she knows, she knows a thing or two. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing her. Then we've got Eamon Harkin, who's um, behind Mr. Saturday Night and Mr. Sunday, runs Nowadays in, in Brooklyn. So, you know, for the past over a decade, he's been, you know, running some of the most exciting parties in, in New York and really doing some incredible things for the, for the scene there. And him and Justin will be will be closing out the Saturday night then at, at the stage as well. For a party. For a party. And yeah. then you're back again then on Sunday? Back on Sunday. So we've got the incredible, wonderful Saint Sister are going to be opening for us. Um, they're just... They're fab. They're incredible. So no, really, really... And I've chatted to, chatted to them before. They have great stories and they're so fun so lovely so yeah that's a good one yeah they're, they're great then we've got Stano who is uh, I suppose part of this like post-punk um, era from the early 80s but I mean he's been producing music the whole time but he's probably most well known for his recent re-release on All City Records um, so he's kind of become a bit of a cult figure and he's definitely got some some interesting stories to tell I was chatting to him on the phone um, just while we were kind of locking everything in and he was like oh, I'm really glad I can do this this because just after I'm heading over to New York, I'm going to be uh, doing some work with Miles Davis's producer. Oh, no it's big like, deal. Yeah, no big deal. Glad <laughs> you could make some time yeah. for us, Stano. So, yeah. 
And who closes out the Sunday for you then? Uh, Richie Egan, um, Jape, Redne Redneck Manifesto, um, All Round Hero. And so him and Sally, who are very good pals, are going to be having the chats about all things music and, and winding it down. So no, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. And that is a seriously eclectic mix. How do you begin to curate something like this? I mean, I suppose we, you know, are... Our own interests are pretty pretty broad and diverse, so you know we we started off with a with a long list of people, but you know at the core it's just you know, who who's doing who has a story to tell, who's really got doing something interesting. So for, from the Fish Go Deep guys and what they've done in Cork to uh, to Stano and this re-release and become a cult figure, you know there's kind of really interesting stories in there that you know I think that's really shaped the whole curation and how we've approached it. Greg, just one last question for you to wrap things up because we were having a chat about music there and the sound lane just coming to body and soul this weekend. Is there a track in Irish urban music at the minute that you think is really progressive and really pushing things forward, in your opinion? Um, yeah, well, I, I have a track and I also happen to be playing the sound lounge as well, which is How convenient. nice and convenient. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a Yammy Yama by Simsima Sound System. Um I just it's think a brilliant it's, it's amazing tune. I've uh, I, I I have it on repeat. Um, it just feels like Ireland in 2019. Yeah, know? it's very fresh. So yeah, it's, uh, it's new EP past yeah, the Oscars. That's right, new yeah. EP. Um, their first EP, I yeah. believe, but they started off with a, an absolute banger. So yeah, Sim Simmer, Sound System, Yammy Yammer. They say I'm speaking grandma. They say I'm talking yama. They said I won't do nada. Now they beg friend for power. Yoruba demon, who, what, where? I beg, I beg. Speak for yourself, make my shit true. Damn man, I feel blessed. On the day of judgment, I will read what I doubt. Them man, send for us. We pack envelopes. I can't say too much. Too much yama yama dangerous. Them man, send for us. We pack envelopes. I can't say too much. I've had the pleasure of seeing these guys live this summer with everyone on stage and it is an absolute party. So they have a very good time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they, they know how to they know how to throw down. Yes. As Mel said earlier on, one of the guys that works with if you're not enjoying that music, there's yeah, you're doing you it. You got wrong. problems. There's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, so if so. you're going to body and sell this weekend, they are just one of many things that you need to go and yeah. see, as well as a host of amazing interviews and conversations on the Hennessy Sound Lounge. Guys, it sounds absolutely fantastic. Best of luck with it down there. And I can't wait to hear how you get on with everyone. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, thanks a million to Greg and Rosie. That is it for episode two of Hennessy, a new era podcast. We will be back next week where we will be talking to, or I will be talking to DJ Sally Cinnamon in the studio when she makes it back from a fabulous weekend at Body and Soul. She's going to be telling me all about her time down there on the Hennessy Sound Lounge and filling me in on a little bit of some of the amazing conversations she's had over the weekend. So that is coming up in episode three of a new era. Until then, I'm Hannah. Hope you have a great time at Body and Soul. And if you're not there, we will catch you up on everything next week. This is a new era brought to you by Hennessy. 